Welcome to Subtle Beast, everybody. I am your host, Foltz, and with me as always, my main man and co-host, Mr. Steve Apostolopoulos. How are you this evening, my friend? I'm feeling energized, Foltz. How about you? I feel good. I feel really good. Uh, we got a lot of exciting things going on uh, that we're going we're gonna to share a little bit about what we have going on. Uh, Absolutely. We... Uh, are exploring the market of we, we've done some live shows in the past and uh we really had a lot of fun doing that so we're looking to expand on that we're going next week to check out a venue to possibly see if we can be uh one of the one of the ongoing acts there and uh see how that fits and uh try and move on to some other venues locally and then hopefully to uh, be able to uh spread out possibly throughout the country and possibly do our shows uh to all of our fans. Fultz, I'm so excited about it. I love doing live shows with you. Yeah, it really is. It's an electric feeling, and, and being able to uh, to do a live show and be able to communicate <clears throat> with the audience and, and sharing the experience, uh, it is. It's, it's an experience that's uh, second to none, so I really enjoy it. Be on the lookout uh, for Subtle Beast coming to your town. Absolutely, absolutely. So uh, we, got a, we got a pretty interesting show tonight. Um, now... Uh, now we are in the midst of a uh, summer, and summer is coming to a close soon. So you know, I'm sure it's been hot across all the country. So uh, you know, in subtle beast style, we're going to try and cool it down a little bit tonight. We're going to go into and dive into what's been going on, not only in the past, but in recent. What's going on in Antarctica? There's a uh, there's a lot of secrets that need to be revealed. There's a lot of different questions that need answered and um we're gonna we're gonna do our best tonight that we think we've put together a pretty good show but we're gonna kick it off with uh with steve telling us a little bit about on antarctica from a navy seal perspective right so there is a a pretty fresh kind of revealing uh navy seal here who had a secret mission uh to ancient buried structure in antarctica so, on January 23rd, Emmy Award-winning journalist Lin- Linda Moulton Howell. She's fantastic. Foltz is a big fan of hers. I am. I found that out in pre-show. She released a video testimony of a new whistleblower discussing his highly classified mission to a large buried structure found in Antarctica. The whistleblower claims that in a classified mission conducted in 2003, he entered inside a very large octagon-shaped structure located near the Beardmore Glacier that extended down deep into the glacier's icy interior. It's good. I'm digging on that. Yeah, so far. Keep going. So the whistleblower is a retired U.S. Navy SEAL who was first interviewed by Howe on July 19th of 2018. He used the pseudonym Spartan One in Howe's YouTube video, where his face is shadowed out and his voice is altered to protect his identity. Howe says that she personally vetted Spartan One, who provided ample documentation to substantiate his military career. Previously, Howe has released the testimony of another military whistleblower named Brian, who was a Navy flight engineer 
who had flown numerous support missions with the Antarctic Development Squadron from 1983 to 1997. He witnessed a number of anomalies pointing to hidden facilities or bases located deep under the Antarctic ice sheets. He says he witnessed silver flying disks over the Trans-Antarctic Mountains, not at all far from how, from as, as Howe pointed out, from where the Navy SEAL had conducted his missions. She's talking about Spartan 1 there. Right, so their stories are matching up. So the Navy SEAL says that ground-penetrating radar had discovered the structure which has an eight-sided octagon, as Hal elaborated. In 2003, a U.S. Navy SEAL special operation team traveled to Antarctica to investigate a perfectly geometric eight-sided octagon structure discovered by ground-penetrating radar near Beardmore Glacier, about 93 miles from the American McMurdo Station. Another previous team of engineers and scientists had dug out the top layer of one octagon made of pure black substance that was built on top of two more black octagonal structures that went down deep into the two-mile-thick ice. <clears throat> I wonder what they were using to, to drill that far down into the ice. And I hope that these guys had like biocontainment suits on because you don't know what you're going to experience or if there's radiation down there. I wonder if the guys that they were originally sent down there, if they knew what they were being sent down there to check out. Because it, sometimes it's on a need-to-know basis. And as, as far as drilling down through there, the atmosphere, you, I mean, we all know has changed. There could have been, like, volcanoes that erupted that produced radiation. There could have been a lot of dangerous substances that they were drilling into without even knowing. Exactly. So in the video, the Navy SEAL, a.k.a. Spartan 1, described the launch of his mission from an aircraft carrier voyaging near West Antarctica's Ross Sea. He was taken by helicopter to McMurdo Station, the largest U.S. base in Antarctica, and then taken by ground transport to the structure's location. So we've seen the structure. We've gone through you know, our research into this, and it is absolutely visible from Google Earth. Yeah, you can pull it up on Google Earth. You'll see it right away. We're gonna have, we'll have pictures on social media you can check out. So Spartan 1 described entering a doorway approximately 50 feet under the ice. He estimated the walls of the structure as about 18 to 30 feet thick, which is 6 to 10 meters, and the ceiling height around 22 to 28 feet, which is 7 to 9 meters. He said that the walls and ceiling and floor were all made of a black basalt material that looked very shiny like black marble. The interior was heated to around 68 to 72 degrees Fahrenheit, which is 20 to 22 degrees Celsius, which is crazy because that's like what I would keep my room at. Definitely. So, and was also lighted by a lime green source projected from the ceiling and floor. He did not see any heating or lighting equipment, which added to the mystery of the buried structure. Only part of the structure, he stated, has been uncovered so far by the archaeological teams, with the rest buried with the ice and extending far below. Ground-penetrating radar had shown the structure to be an octagon in shape and covering an area of about 62 acres, which is about half a square kilometer. Spartan 1 described the walls and the doors as being covered by hieroglyphs that were about 8 inches or 20 centimeters high and about 2 inches or 5 centimeters deep. The hieroglyphs were neither Egyptian nor Mayan, but appeared similar in both in terms, 
with both depicting animals and other strange symbols. That's amazing, because you know there's got to be... Ties in. Well, yeah, but not only that, you know there's got to be accurate records of this somewhere. There's probably pictures of these hieroglyphs, I'm sure. Over time, I mean, if we're, if we're working with ET races, I'm sure there's some insiders that know exactly what they translate to be. Um, it's just fascinating to me. and But I guess they always do pick, like, the the right spots to do this because there's, n- there's nobody that can really go and be like, well, you know what, we're going to go and check because it's either taking place on the moon or it's taking place in space or in Mars or a secret space program or Antarctica. Which it, there is a ban on Antarctic travel. Right. So no one is allowed to travel to Antarctica unless they have special permits or are part of a scientific exploration. Right. And supposedly there's not supposed to be any type of like military presence there, but right. Obviously what we've even told you so far that that's a fallacy. So right. And we just disguise them as scientists. Right. Significantly. One of the symbols was very similar to the black sun image used by the Nazi SS who had a large version of that built on the floor of their headquarters in Wellsburg Castle. The Black Sun image continues to be banned in Germany under the Nazi propaganda law. Howe said future episodes featuring Spartan 1 will return to the Black Sun symbol. Spartan 1 explained that part of his mission was to transport scientists who would document the buried structure and the hieroglyphic symbols by taking photos and making drawings. He said that his team had to leave one of the scientists behind, who had insisted that more time was needed to do a proper inventory of what was discovered. You would think that somebody that was doing that, that they wouldn't get all the time that they would need. I mean, this has never been discovered before, so what could what could possibly be the rush now to Deep State or one of the armed forces? I mean, imagine if like a biggest storm is coming and like the helicopter pilot or whatever is like, yo, we got to go. We got to stay ahead of this storm. Could last five to seven days. We don't have enough fuel. And you're the guy that's like, no, I'm not going to do it. I'm, I'm going to stay here. I got to do more work. If Just it, come back for me. If it was on extraterrestrial artifacts, yeah, I would be like, come back for me. Give me your food that you have. And, you know, everyone pitch in. I'm staying. Yep. Oh, my goodness, man. That would be the your hand warmers and your feet warmers. That would be the craziest time. You would feel so isolated. You would feel like you were on another planet for sure. You'd probably hear some stuff. You'd probably hear voices and stuff. You definitely there would be some things going on. That's for sure. (laughs) So Spartan one was told and believed that the structures had been built by a human looking group of extraterrestrials who were involved in the genetic engineering of humanity, which we've covered. in We just did recently. Yep. Spartan one's testimony is very significant since it provides a rare eyewitness account of what actually is inside one of these buried structures whose age stretches back to antiquity. Howe's previous Antarctic eyewitness, Brian, did not actually get to see inside the artifacts. The closest he got was when he saw a large hole going into the deep inside the South Pole while flying overhead through restricted airspace. That's crazy. I actually saw that on the documentary where they were talking about that, and they were told that they needed to be rerouted. And these pilots who were running low on fuel were like, that's going to add almost an extra 50 minutes onto our flight time. They're like, unfortunately, well, they tried to they tried to plead their case. We're running low on fuel. And they still said, you got to take this out or wet. They're like, we can't. And they did. So they, they just flew straight and disobeyed the orders. 
and they saw what they saw, and they got interrogated like crazy. I'm sure they threatened saw, saw the anomaly. Yeah, absolutely. And that's even restricted to military personnel. Yeah. Oh, yeah. So up until now, there's only been two other whistleblowers that have come forward to share their accounts of being taken inside or witnessing those ancient artifacts buried deep under Antarctica's ice sheets. And these are Corey Good, who you, you, you've heard of. I have. He, he, he has specials or did have specials on Gaia and different like appearances on Ancient Aliens, maybe. So she's not really outing him. He's, he's kind of already out. Oh, no. He's, he's fully out. And Pete Peterson, who both say they witnessed some of the buried artifacts during their respective visits there. So Corey Good claims to have been taken to Antarctica in early 2016 and then again in 2017, where he saw secret bases and the remains of an ancient civilization buried deep below the ice sheets. He says he witnessed some of the bodies of human-alien hybrids who were part of the genetic experiments conducted by a tall, human-looking extraterrestrial race thousands of years ago. He described three very large motherships buried under the ice that were used to start a global civilization with Antarctica as the hub. And if, if any of you really aren't familiar with who Corey Good is, um, he's an insider that came forward stating that... Uh, uh, even as a child, he's worked within the secret space program, and uh, yeah, and he's just been. And now he's coming forward with a story. Um, some of his tales are, are pretty fascinating. Um, uh, you can go out and check out some of his stories on YouTube, and you be the judge. But uh, yeah, I mean, he's still he's got some people that are cooperating. A lot of the things that he's saying, like Spartan One and uh, this Peterson, they seem to have a. a Something similar going on here. Similar, but they they were in different groups, so it's right s- similar across many groups. And Pete Peterson, uh, he says that he was taken to Antarctica during classified missions where he was tasked with the job of understanding the advanced technologies found near those three motherships, one or more of which he witnessed during his missions. Peterson's testimony corroborates Good's account of an ancient extraterrestrial base that we that was used as a hub for a global civilization. That's crazy. Well, <clears throat> this raises some intriguing questions. Was the black sun symbol a pictorial representation of an ancient global civilization where the South Pole was the hub with spirals going out into its distant colonies? Now, in the book, Antarctica's Hidden History, I present evidence that German nationalists using the Black Sun Civil established a colony in Antarctica where they built spacecraft for deep space colonization. Now, according to Howe's analysis, the structure witnessed by Spartan 1 dates as far back as 33 million years, which is the general date conventional ge- geologists give for when Antarctica was last ice-free. In Antarctica's hidden history, contrary evidence is presented that Antarctica was ice-free as recently as 11,700 years ago, which is the approximate date for the destruction of Atlantis. So that even that gives even more questions. Now, according to Plato, that's what Plato was saying about Atlantis. Now, this raises the question, how old are the ruins being currently discovered in Antarctica? Now, Spartan 1's independent testimony corroborates important elements of what Good and Peterson described and what other claims hidden under the frozen continent. As more of Spartan 1's testimony is released through Hal's video series, we may get to important answers to the questions about what lies deep below the Antarctic ice sheets. 
I'm intrigued, man. It's Spartan one. Yeah, Spartan one. He he's good, and uh, Linda Moulton Howe, she's great. I mean, and she she's uh, by no means a newbie in the field of the unknown and extraterrestrials. She's great. Highly recommend going out and checking out uh, some of her content on YouTube. Um, she's constantly has people in the government coming after her and trying to shut her, trying to shut her down. And, uh, she's relentless. She fights back. She's a tough cookie and I like her a lot. That's definitely something that I respect when somebody has the fight to stay in the game. Yeah, because I have to imagine that the longer that you stay in the game and the longer that you keep your voice out there, the safer it is for you too. You can't just be giving out all this information and kind of like slide into the, you know, into uh, to be secluded life because no one's whacking you so you don't come out with more stuff. You got to stay relevant and you got to stay like in the public eye. You got to have that dead man's trigger. It, it's a it's a thin line though. It is. It's a dangerous game. <clears throat> Now, with all the scientists down in Antarctica, uh, researchers find secret warm oasis beneath Antarctica's ice that could be home to undiscovered species. A study of the subglacial caves could reveal new undiscovered animal or plant species living comfortably due to the heat of an active volcano. Now, deep within Antarctic ice caves, a group of scientists may have discovered a secret ecosystem of plants and animals being supported by the warmth of an active volcano. Now, although average year-long temperatures on Ross Island hover around negative 17 Celsius, including six months between April and September, where they don't rise above 20 degrees Celsius, the temperature in the cave systems beneath the glaciers can reach 25 degrees Celsius. You could wear a t-shirt in there and be pretty comfortable, lead, re- lead researcher Sir Wooden Fraser said. There's light near the cave's mouth and light filters deeper into the caves where the overlying ice is. Located around and beneath Mount Eurebus, an active volcano, the caves have been hollowed out after years of steam traveling through the passages. The study of the, cl- the caves led by Australian National University evolved into an analysis of soil within. Fraser revealed that it contained traces of DNA from algae, mosses, and even small animals that could be living in the underground oasis. Most of the DNA, Fraser admits, is similar to that of the species living on the surface. However, not all the, the sequences studied could be linked to a particular animal or plant group, meaning Fraser may be on the cusp of discovering new life forms as well. Our study gives us really exciting, tantalizing glimpse of the sorts of plants and animals that might live beneath the ice in Antarctica, she said. Some of the DNA evidence that we have found suggests that maybe there are things living in these caves that we know nothing about. There could even be new species. Oh my gosh, imagine new species from Antarctica. That would just be, it would it would grab the world by storm. Everyone would be glued to their television sets or phones or what have you. And uh, something we've never seen before, something we have no idea what it looks like. Right. Living underground, living in these lakes that are available to them. Nothing that you've ever even seen a picture of before because you can't even fathom what this new species could be that's adapting down here with this warmth. And I would have to assume maybe lower levels of oxygen because of the volcano. And Yeah, man. There's probably so many different... Uh, environmental adaptations that those animals have created for themselves the evolution of those animals is probably unreal to us and not only the 
animals, but different sorts of plants. Oh, yeah. I mean, there could be ecosystems that we're not even aware of yet. Cures for diseases. Absolutely. Now, because there are several active volcanoes in the Antarctic, co-researcher Charles Lee from the University of Waikato in New Zealand said similar unexplored subglacial cave systems could exist across the continent. The research originally published in international journal Polar Biology said there are another 15 volcanoes in Antarctica that are currently active or suggest signs of recent activity. We don't know yet just how many cave systems exist around Antarctica's volcanoes or how interconnected these subglacial environments might be, he said. Now, co-author Lori Connell, a professor from the University of Maine, shared her colleague's excitement, but said the DNA evidence didn't prove anything, especially since the plants and animals are still living there. The next step is to explore the caves themselves, hoping to find the living proof the team needs. If they exist, it opens the door to a new and exciting world. Well, it certainly would, because regardless of what they could find down there, species, I mean, it could be just as alien to us as, uh, say, an extraterrestrial Absolutely. visitation. I mean, I'm, my, my, my mind is going crazy right now with all the thoughts of what could actually be down there as far as new animals, new plant life. And exploring those caves is one of the last things that man is, has yet to do on Earth. What if that's like where like uh, Bigfoot originated? Or maybe he thrives down there. Maybe that species of a... Uh, it would make sense or it would be abominable abominable snowman yeah but they can be considered one and the same or maybe they're distant cousins or maybe that would maybe that's where they're originally from and then before the tectonic plate shifted and that's why there's now bigfoot that have evolved and are living in you know canada pennsylvania throughout the united states wherever right 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 i digress on that though (laughs) i know you could i mean you can just imagine what would be down there yeah, so uh, so apparently Russia reveals Antarctica is not what we're being told. So here we go again. We got Russia getting in on it. Antarctica is not what people thought, according to Russia. Now, apparently, the governments of the United States and Russia have been keeping what Antarctica really is top secret, as both countries have known what is really going on, but they have never spoken out until now. The hidden continent underneath ice of Antarctica Russia recently revealed that there is another continent hidden under the ice in the Antarctic in Antarctica and many people think that this is where the ancient civilization that fell lies this is what has been said to be what has attracted the interest of some great leaders now Antarctica has a ban and people are wondering why governments choose to keep what is so important discovery top secret Russian scientists then found hundreds of lakes underneath the ice of Antarctica, and these are not frozen as you would have thought, but they contain fresh water that has been isolated away for more than 10 million years. The scientists drilled down through the ice and reached the biggest of the lakes, and this is said to have taken them 10 years. An elevator has now been installed in the hole, and it took a team of eight underneath the ice of Antarctica and revealed the lakes that were hidden. Scientists from Russia found a deadly creature called Organism 46B. Russian scientists were in Antarctica when they had been baffled when they came across a creature that they termed Organism 46B. The creature is said to be extremely dangerous due to the fact that it paralyzes the prey it catches with venom. Uh, 
and then tears it into pieces at leisure. The creature has proven theories that there are monsters lurking underneath the ocean and the ice. When the Russian scientists were researching the region, they came across the frightening creature, which they called Organism 46B. The scientists said that the creature is a lot like a big op- octopus, and, but it has 14 arms. The creature is able to paralyze people thanks to it having strong venom, and it can do this at more than 150 feet away. It has been reported that one of the members of the crew from Russia had been killed by the creature. Scientists took the creature to study it. They say that it seems to be a cross between the mimic octopus, which is found in the Indo-Pacific, and organism 46B. The creature is said to have the camouflage powers of the octopus, but it can take mimicry even further. One crew member said that they saw the creature change its form to that of a human diver, and with this ability, there is no wonder that it has been kept a secret. The witness to this was said to have been killed by the creature as it fooled him into thinking that it was just one of the crew's members. This led to the crew capturing the creature and putting it into a tank. They used a woman who had incredible abilities and techniques for her for defending herself. The Russian scientists said they took the creature so that they could look into the capabilities of it along with the venom. At the moment, what else might be hiding away underneath the ice of Antarctica is still a secret. Now, what I was telling Steve, that amazing creature that they're talking about right now, um, if, if any of you have seen the, uh, the incredible series, uh, the two-season series of uh, the OA, they have something similar in there, like a uh, futuristic octopus or squid that she can communicate with telepathically. Just a, just a fantastic series. Um, and that's just what it made me think of. It's definitely worth a watch if you haven't seen it. No, I'm totally I I'm on pins and needles waiting for season 3, but it's that good. So, Steve, you want to tell us a little bit about some of the mysterious things? Yeah, man, Antarctica's the most sadistic of lands. Sub-zero temperatures, unforgiving terrain. Antarctica is largely a mystery to civilians. Antarctica, the coldest climate on earth, has always been shrouded in mystery. What we do know is it's a desolate region in the world, and it's the fifth largest continent, with 99.5% of its body covered in ice. Now, East Antarctica is around the size of Australia, and the West is made up of a series of frozen islands stretching towards South America's southern tip. Because there's little rainfall, Antarctica is actually classified as a desert. But rather than rain, but rather than sandstorms, there are blizzards with winds up to 320 kilometers per hour. Can you imagine that Antarctica being a desert? Yeah, I mean, I did know that. I I can remember that learning back in school that it just always has to do with the uh, the, the amount, amount of rainfall. Yeah, yeah, incredible. Exploration reportedly occurred from about 1820 and then onward, continuing. But what we don't know is far greater. For example, at the end of World War II, Operation High Jump was initiated. Some will say the U.S. hit the panic button, and conspiracy theorists, amongst others, forever question why. Between August of 1946 and February of 1947, Operation High Jump was engaged in what some describe as an invasion of Antarctica. One story even suggests that the U.S. panicking to protect the U.S. from flying objects. Another less exciting version of events in the military investigating and exploring for mineral deposits, 
namely coal, and to also establish training for personnel and determining, establishing, and maintaining possible U.S. bases. So we have bases. Yeah, which we're not supposed to because there's not supposed to be a military presence there, per se. I guess, yeah. But we probably made that rule. Yeah, or... Well, I mean, as uh, we'll get it, uh, we're probably going to touch a little bit further on this, but uh, we did do a full podcast on uh, Operation High Jump. So if you're not familiar with that, definitely go check it out. But um, I won't go too much into it. Just uh, I was going to say I was going to make a point, but uh, I'm afraid we're probably about soon going to cover it. So I'm just going to let Steve keep going. But whatever the task at hand, for decorated Admiral Richard E. Byrd, the notable leader assigned to the operation. It also involved multiple aircraft, 13 naval ships, an aircraft carrier, which is called the USS Philippine Sea, and close to 5,000 men. That was by no stretch a small operation going to Antarctica. No, if, you, if you're taking an aircraft carrier with you, it's a lot of money. Definitely. <clears throat> Admiral Richard E. Byrd. Now, he was a highly decorated American naval officer who specified an exploration, particularly that of Antarctica. This display of military strength occurred shortly after World War II, and while the economies were struggling to stay afloat, the Cold War was also looming as Russia started to rise as a possible superpower, and thus begged the question of why the U.S. would place so much money and manpower into traveling to the harshest, supposed unpopulated region in the world. Well, little information has been released about Operation High Jump, but the operation was launched with speed and secrecy. At the time, even then, the media was suspicious about the vast amounts of military power required for the journey. Admiral Ramsey stated at the time, who was the chief of naval operations, only will deal with other government and only would deal with other governmental agencies, and that no diplomatic negotiations are required. No foreign observers will be accepted. It's shut down. Yeah. Now, a cave was found on Google Maps recently, adding more fuel to the fire of underground German bases, and the theory that the planet is hollow. Now, over 70,000 aerial photographs were taken during a 220-hour flight, and it was all shrouded in secrecy. Several men had reported as losing their lives in plane crashes. Now, upon arrival home, Byrd was summoned to Washington and interrogated by the security services before meeting with the Secretary of Defense, <coughs> James Forrestal. Following Admiral Byrd declared today that it was imperative for the United States to initiate immediate defense measures against hostile regions, reported by El Mercurio, a news outlet in Chile on March 5, 1947. The declaration Byrd made is what captures all of those who love the conspiracy flying objects that fly from pole to pole with incredible speeds were the new threat. But who were the new enemies? Given Germany had just suffered a defeating blow in, war, in the war, some say it was the remnants of the German army and bases established in, Antar in Antarctica. Well, others aren't so sure. But it was flying objects that dominated this mystery. One theory put forward was Nazi Germany's ability to have established UFO bases for their secret Nazi weapon. But would this have, in, would this have instigated such a heavy-handed military response under the guise of exploration when the Germans had already been defeated? Was there a German base in Antarctica? Reportedly, 
Hitler had instigated explorations to the Poles before the World War. After the World War, 250,000 Germans were allegedly accounted for. <clears throat> Pardon me. The other conspiratorial factor surrounds the death of Secretary of War James Forrestal, the chap who summoned Byrd to Washington. Forrestal had started talking to people of what he heard about Operation High Jump Mission and was also highly critical of the then Truman administration. Soon, he was declared insane and committed to the Bethesda Naval Hospital. His family sued the government for his release and won. But, as uh, this might sound quite familiar <laughs> in, uh, in, in recent times, in recent news, but only one day before his dude freedom, Forrestal fell to his death. Hmm. Although declared suicide, scratch marks were noted all over the closed window he fell from. The suicide note left wasn't in his handwriting, and many other questionable factors arose. Today, I'm, I'm oh. going to jump. Yeah, I'm, I'm going to jump, but I'm going to shut this window on my way out. Better close the window. Yeah. I changed my mind. I'm scratching it. <laughs> yeah. It's just so ridiculous. Now, today, Antarctica remains mysterious. Government non-disclosure continues. Around 30 nations now operate research station bases on the continent. The Antarctic Treaty demands scientific research and collaboration without a military present. Yet, the military do present time and time again. Google Maps also reveal massive entrances into caves, some purporting them to be to being UFO bases or maybe old German ones. In 2012, Antarctica got stranger as a 14-mile quote-unquote thing was discovered sticking out of the ice on Google Maps around 400 miles south of the caves. Oh, and Lockheed Martin has a contract for scientific research in Antarctica, something that was revealed accidentally only last year, and that begs the question why. Because Lockheed Martin is... is 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 deep is deep state is the secret space program now from the years 1983 to 1997 researchers and scientists studying the antarctic reported observing flying cargo in the form of silver discs circling around the trans antarctic mountains the crew of researchers also reported seeing a large hole beside ancient ruins located only five miles from the geographic south pole all this took place around the same area, a, supp a supposed no-fly zone. The researchers did not think much of it, but during an emergency medevac situation, the researchers flew over the no-fly zone and looking down saw something they should have never seen. Remotely beneath the surface was a supposed extraterrestrial and human research base. Well, after this, the scientists who operated there went missing for two weeks. And when they were found several miles away, the pilots who picked them up said that the researchers looked scared. Antarctica is shrouded, shrouded in secrecy, as much as it is in ice. I guess those uh, penguins over there have a lot more to keep secret than uh, anyone else would know because nobody else is talking. So, I agree, I man. I guess we'll have to talk to the, uh, the ecosystems and the animals that we are aware of down there. There could be so much more. And, and the fact that there's ancient ruins anywhere in that area just points to the fact that it could be before humanity. 
Well, sure. I mean, if you listen to our past podcast, and you know the ET intervention with uh, with with mankind. I mean, that breaks it down. I mean, it's a solid theory. I don't know if everyone is on board with it. Um, it can eat something like that. Sometimes has to be treaded lightly, but you don't know. With with unexplored areas become uh, you know unknown. Uh, you know explorations because or or just just to see some of these new species would be incredible and to see how the the lakes are all connected together it kind of reminds me of deep sea exploration just because of the new animals that they continue to find the further they go down well yeah which is interesting because if those types of animals like that that warmer water temperature from from the volcanoes why wouldn't something like that 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 creature what was it or b or something like that why wouldn't it be like found maybe like uh, off the coast of like south america those waters are warm warm waters you're right but i mean they could be trapped because of the way that the glacial ice is down and those lakes have really no outlet into the sea uh it could be water that's just transferred from lake to lake and those animals could be trapped the the water could actually be going underground uh filling those lakes up and those animals could be trapped in rocks they they might not be able to get out into places that we could see them there there really could be so many species in there well well sure or, or if it is the remnants of uh of the old ancient atlantis uh Who's to say that the people that were living in Atlantis were humans at the time? I mean, they could have been extraterrestrials who created the civilization here. And whatever animals were from their world or whatever that they brought here are now currently living in Antarctica and thriving. And because an animal of that magnitude, I, we can't wrap our heads around it because one of the divers that was killed... I guess the, the thing had made himself look like another diver. I mean, now we have some chameleons on this planet that can do some pretty incredible camouflage, and our octopus can make itself look exactly like coral and rock. But to that's some that's some out of this world next level. That is, I mean, that is got to be as a hunter. That is the the best predator on the earth. If, if if that if that thing exists for sure a hundred percent i mean imagine how big a deer and buck we could get hunting if we could make ourselves look like a deer right a deer just standing there other deer would walk up and then we just blast them yeah i mean it, 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 it they really wouldn't stand a chance but i think that there is a a newness to antarctica because the temperature of the earth is currently at its highest level of all time which means that those those glaciers are melting and we have new technology flying over the poles of the, of the earth that are now showing things like ancient civilizations and ancient ruins or pyramids sticking out that maybe weren't visible. The ice might have been too high before. Our technology wasn't that great. They couldn't focus in on that stuff before. Maybe we weren't even flying in that area before. Yeah, and uh, going back a little bit, uh, on um, Operation High Jump. Uh, if, you, if you're not familiar, again, I'll tell you to, to go back and listen to it in its entirety. But uh, with all the men and all the ships that they took down there, and General or Admiral Byrd had reported UFOs flying over circular disks that were actually engaging them. 
were actually shooting at them. So, I mean, when some of these ships and uh, aircraft carriers came back or didn't come back because they sunk or were completely destroyed, there were pilots killed that were shot down. There were some of our pilots that said they had followed some of the crafts into some of those caves and explained exactly what Good and Peterson were saying about there being all this extraterrestrial race that helped out with the the intervention of the creation of humanity through a uh, uh, splicing DNA. So, I mean, I think that there's definitely, definitely something going down there that has to do with deep state and secret space program and some type of extraterrestrial life. And we're obviously in working hand in hand with them now or else wouldn't we just be keep getting shot down or or did we find out that the nazis are still down there and are they is there two sides steve i need answers oh i mean admiral bird's reaction when he got back and got uh questioned when he was in washington was hey look we need to ramp up our defenses because there is stuff that is happening that we need to defend ourselves against and that was his initial reaction yeah well he told forestall they have the capability f- to fly from one pole to the next in a matter of minutes and if you've seen any of the video that's been released by the u.s government the unidentified flying objects are darting around the screen so fast that you can imagine them moving at a speed that's so great. I don't know about minutes, but they could travel from pole to pole. They make these jerky reactions when you get a camera on them uh, or there's some American or whatever military uh, airplane flying behind these UFOs. You see how they move. So it, it could definitely be it could be fast enough to travel from pole to pole in in a matter of minutes. Oh, absolutely. Because if you, if you can believe that these craft, if you believe these craft exist and you have to believe in their propulsion system and how that they move through air by bending space time with no, with no inertia around them, nothing stopping their velocity could be increased to basically whatever they wanted because there's no inertia. There's no expanding of, of the vehicle due to the increased speed. Absolutely, they can make it to pole to pole in minutes, in in, in my belief. And the, and you think that a UFO, you think of things in the size that you're used to thinking of them, like our airplanes, like our MIG or our uh, F-14s or a Russian MIG. That's what you think the size of an airplane that could fly that fast would be. But UFOs can be tiny, tiny little things, like smaller yeah. than the size of a baseball. Yeah, people have reported um, seeing them in their in their homes. They're just the size of maybe um, like a small camera. Uh, I, I watched a documentary. This lady had reported she just got home from it. She turned around, and there was this glowing orb that as she got closer to, she could see it was like a um, – like an like an oval shaped craft, or maybe almost like a cigar. She said her husband walked in the room, he saw it. They're both froze there. Like, what is this thing? It started to travel, and then increased in speed, and just went right through the wall. And they never saw it again. But there, so was that was that a a, a UFO with with a tiny extraterrestrial inside? Maybe was it an extraterrestrial drone or a scouting uh, craft? Maybe was it an extraterrestrial that wasn't in its body and it was just transferring its essence or its energy? Well, sure. If you have these fourteen-legged uh, octopuses that can take on, or octopi, I should say. <laughs> that take on the form of Navy SEALs and divers. 
right then if you can believe that as fact or you believe that to be true then there's nothing that you can say is off limits in this realm it wouldn't surprise me to wake up one day and hear this this just in a brand new discovery fresh out of antarctica and then whatever the headline is, you know, a new species, new plant life, uh, proof of VT. Atlantis. Nazis, whatever. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Nazis, whatever, what have you, whatever's going down on there in, uh, in Antarctica. It is fascinating. I want to know. Steve wants to know. I want to know. You all want to know. Will we know? Could, Hope, we could. Uh, hopefully. Yeah. I mean, if it just goes, I mean, we just got to, we got to hope for the right type of disclosure. We got to hope for the right type of information to come out. Um, Transparency from the military. Yeah. We don't want any like side note kind of project blue book kind of twisting you to believe that it was really an owl in a field (laughs) somewhere. If y'all are familiar with project blue book, y'all know what I'm talking about, but uh yeah, it's fascinating. So, I mean, I, I, I hope, I hope we learn, um, I mean, I have a firm belief that I already know, so it's not too nagging to me. I don't know if that sounds arrogant to say that I think that I know, but I believe that what's going on down there is otherworldly, to say the least. And uh, and until I know, we're just going to keep reporting on topics such as this, and so that the world gets the information and more questions are arose, and more questions arise, and you know. They can't hide from us forever. Be on the lookout for us coming to your town. Yeah, definitely in the near future. We're going to be doing live shows. Look out for us. Um, if you guys have any uh, ideas or if there's any uh, uh, within the, the uh, dare I say, the realm of conspiracy theories or the unknown, or if you personally have had an experience that has shook you up, is unexplainable, Maybe it has to deal with extraterrestrials. Maybe it has to deal with parallel universes. Maybe it has to do with time slips. Who knows? But we want to we want to know about it. So you can contact us on social media. Um, you can you can contact us through our website. Uh, reach out to us. We'd love to hear your story. And uh, you know, if it's a good one, we'd like to have you on our show because uh, we're really we're really setting ourselves up to uh, to do some interviews here in the in the near future too, which are going to be really great. Uh, really looking forward to that. Uh, we have some programs that we're actually going to be appearing on some some other shows. So a uh, little subtle beast getting interviewed here and there. So it's nice uh, to spread out. Yeah, so we're trying to spread our wings a little bit, and uh, we know that we have so many fans across the country that uh, that's why we're going to start ramping up our live shows so that hopefully we can come to a town near you and uh, you know do a show on a topic that uh, maybe is one of your favorites. So uh, shout out to our international fans. Definitely drop us a line. Definitely, yeah. Let us know that you're out there. Yeah, Subtle Beast is uh, doing very, very well across the sea and across the ponds and in other lands. So we want to give a shout out to all of our fans and. Um, it's just uh just been really really fun we're having we're having a great time and it's been amazing tonight was so fantastic it was so we're not slowing down by any means uh gosh i think we got between 10 and 12 shows in the cooker right now that we're working on so no slowing down we're doing shows we're doing live shows and we're doing it all for you guys so that we hope we hope you're enjoying it as much as we are because i'm having the time of my life that's it's been an absolute pleasure and, and an honor couldn't have said it better myself so with that said until next time i'm Foltz, and i'm steve and we'll see you next time take care of one another bye-bye